Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, hi. It's take two for us here. Uh, we just had a bit of an issue. Uh, we are here at the Ottawa Curling Club recording Monday night. You might be able to hear the 6.30 draw of the Monday Open League or the folks in the kitchen there doing their thing, uh, getting dinner ready for the folks out on the ice. And Scott, this is, of course, the home club of Rachel Holman and her squad. And, you know, the club yesterday from all accounts was a little down watching the end of the game but uh you know we're, we're here to move on exactly sean i was gonna say uh they've moved on i'm sure and so are so are we we're yes. moving on on to the next event yes. that is yes <laughs> yes the season of champions rolls on as we have the 2019 sim horton's briar which is going to be played out there in brandon manitoba i have to say for me scott the scotties is my favorite event of the year I, I really like it. and I always find the, the briar a bit of a letdown in comparison for some reason and I'm always jarred the first weekend too of how different the ice looks uh, with the different ads and it's, you don't have the yeah. hearts you have the Tim Hortons there it always takes me a little bit I'm sort of jarred when I watch it yeah it is a, a, a real change you know uh, not as big as the change of the house that we saw at the World Junior Championships no, this weekend no 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 uh, which we didn't talk about uh last night so we should say congratulations to Tyler Tardy and Selena Sturme for their gold and silver performances respectively uh, I, I'd suggest that Selena probably wishes she had played uh, those last two ends a little bit differently three ends really uh, now two ends yeah the yeah. 10th and 11th were, uh, yeah. she did pretty good in nine yeah she did pretty good in nine but anyway uh, regardless of that silver medal for her so uh, congratulations but we're on to talk about the briar we're splitting things up now into we're going to split into three tiers of teams right yeah so we'll go into tiers we'll have one tier of teams that definitely should make it into the championship round teams that will be in a bit of a dogfight to get those final spots in that championship round and then teams that i think will just be happy to be there that where there won't be much expectation at least from the fans for them to make it into that championship round they just want to go uh, see them play well have some fun and uh, you know basically be like greg smith was last year you know turn into a fan favorite be entertaining exactly and uh, make some good shots yeah exactly sean exactly so uh where do you want to start with uh you want to start with nunavut yeah so let's (laughs) let's start with our dear friend of course dave st louis that's right uh, making his second consecutive appearance representing the territory of Nunavut. We, of course, played Dave last year here in Ottawa in a game that, in retrospect, of course, we should have had it be the Nunavut Territorial Championship, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't, so uh, he's there. And, you know, we, Scott, we saw firsthand, and we saw him last year a few times in, in the updates. I mean, Dave can make some shots. Uh, he's a very experienced player. He, he's played on arena ice. I mean, he, last year their goal was to get to the 10th end in a game. They, that's what they told us. Yeah. They did it a couple times, yep. and I would think this year, you know, the women won a game, and, and I would think this year that the expectation or, or the goal would be to win a game. Yeah, their their goal might be to win a game, Sean. They're in a real tough pool. Uh, the other teams that are in this tier that we've got uh, is only Terry Odishaw from New Brunswick. <clears throat> um, they're in the pool with Jamie Cooey, Jim Cotter, Stuart Thompson, Scott McDonald, Brad Gushu, and Kevin Cooey. So... 
it's going to be a, a tough road to hoe yes. for Dave St. Louis. But uh, I think if they can try to get 10 ends in at least at least half their games, that, that should be a good goal for them. Yeah, I think for them it's going to be the game against New Brunswick, the game against Nova Scotia. Those would be the two that you would just sort of highlight in thinking about the, the teams that they could beat potentially and Otherwise, yeah, if you, if you can take some of those other teams to 10, that would be great. Uh, Sean, I would say there's zero chance they'll beat Nova Scotia. Stuart Thompson's team's had a, okay. a, a great year. We'll get to talking about them later. Uh, maybe New Brunswick, maybe Jamie Cooey if he's having an off day. But other than that, uh, it's going to be tough for them. So, well, while we're here, we might as well talk about uh, New Brunswick as the other team, unless you had more Nunavut thoughts. No, I, I just I just like them. <laughs> I like them. As as people, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They were they were pretty uh, nice to talk to. You. Uh, good for a beer after the game, you know. And yeah. So uh, one change in the lineup. Okay. They, they've added Lloyd Kendall this year, um, so he's coming in to play lead. So one new player. The three other guys are the same. A bit of a jostling of positions there, but uh, well, Sean, as you know, like it's very expensive to uh, travel from Nunavut down south for the briar and you can't always get time off work and these guys aren't part of those pro curlers that are you know able to play all year with with uh without having their expenses covered so they've got to go to work and you know it just might have happened to be oh i can't get the time off so yeah, i can't play yeah, this no 100 percent. all right so yeah so let's move on then uh and all the best to them you know we are rooting for them for sure 100 percent. so uh we'll move on uh, new brunswick terry odishaw and his team this is terry odishaw's third appearance in a briar from first appearance in 2012 uh, and then in 1998 way back when in winnipeg so he's here now for the third time it would appear and what, what do we know about the squad scott uh sean not much um they got mike kennedy playing third he's a former briar skip out of new brunswick uh mark lecoq uh, at second and grand odishaw at lead so uh, tons of experience here for this team they've been to multiple briars all of them uh they they had a really good uh, good event in their new brunswick tankard there uh, looking at their curling zone record, they played 11 games on the year, and yeah, they're nine and two, but uh, 11 games is not much. No, uh, and, and actually, let me just correct you there, Scott. Oh, uh, on the media guide for Curling Canada, they actually have Jordan Pinder there listed as the third for this team. So he, oh. he he was there at the Briar back in 2017, played in that pre-qualifier. So uh, you know, maybe th- maybe he's just in for this event. Uh, or, or depending on what we're looking at, but uh, you know, not as experienced as maybe what we expected. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking on Curling Zone, so yeah. there you go. That's <laughs> the extent of our research. Uh, uh, good, good catch there, Sean. Uh, but so yeah, like, uh, but the other three, a lot of Briar experience there. Yeah, so I think Grant too. Grant Odishaw playing lead here. Yeah, he's been there eight or nine times. Oh, so he's been there a ton. Lots, and and him and Mark Lecoq, they played with Russ Howard back in the day. Uh, Lots of experience. So for this team, you know, uh, it'll be a fun vacation. <laughs> Getting to go to Brandon in... Uh, Brandon in early March. March. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you want. Well, you know, that's. I think their goal should be to win two games. One, two games. I think yeah. their, their game against Nunavut uh, might be tough. But you know what? They could surprise us. But For sure. I, I would be shocked if they made the championship pool, especially yeah. out of this. Group A, that's pretty tough. Yeah, tough really, really good, tough, good, good Group A. And so, I mean, not, you don't want to disparage anybody, obviously, but this is over the past 
15 years, you know, the sweeping is so important. And, and you look at people like Ben Hebert, yeah. who just hit the gym all the time. And again, don't want to disparage anybody, but a combined age of 107 for the front end. So Now, Sean, I played at the Royal Montreal Club, yes. and both of my sweepers were over 70. And I was screaming at them all the time. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, I'm sure Terry Odishaw will scream at them. I have no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, you just you just wonder. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. No, totally fair. Totally fair. But who knows? They might. I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen these guys since they were in the bride the last time. They might be jacked. I have no idea. Yeah, they might have been hitting the gym all the time. You it's know, totally possible. Hey, and uh, it's a little too bad that we won't be seeing Jimmy the Kid, James Gratton. I actually he checked me into a flight once at a Fredericton hey. Airport, and I was like, Hey, you're James Gratton. <laughs> And he said, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think uh, he gets recognized all that much, but uh, it's I, nice when it happens. Nice when it happens. Who, so. who wouldn't like that? Yeah. So let's move on to the next team. And actually, James Grattan announced that he's changing his team. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. A new lineup for him next year. So that'll be in in our uh, team previews course, for the summer, yes. our summer shakeup yes. episode. <laughs> right on. So our third team in this, uh, we'll call it the third tier of teams, we're going to move over to Pool B for the rest of these. So uh, we'll start at the at the bottom of the seedings with the team UConn and John Salberg. Yeah. So this was a bit of a surprise, I think, that uh, the squad makes it out of UConn, beating Thomas Scoffin there in the territorial final. Of course, we saw Thomas Scoffin last year at the Briar and his team, or at least him as a skip, he represented, I believe, Alberta in the juniors. Uh, when he went to school at the U of A, I think. Uh, but certainly he was in Alberta for a long time uh, and played competitively down there. And, and he's a guy who just you looked at last year that you think now that there's going to be a UConn representative, that's the team that you would expect to come out year after year after year. So a bit of a, a surprise here, Scott. Uh, maybe a bit of a surprise, Sean. But uh, looking at their their team, uh, they got Bob Smallwood there playing vice. Of course, he represented UConn. Uh, in 2016 in that pre-qualifier when it was UConn's first year. Uh, also played uh, at a couple Briars there as as the UConn Northwest Territory skip back in the 90s. So uh, not, uh, you know, not nobody. No, uh, d- no, Bob Smallwood, he, he was here actually in Ottawa a couple of years ago for, for the, the mixed. mixed. Yeah. yeah, and I had a chance to talk to him. He's like the dean of UConn curling, basically. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he's been around for a long time and, and a very good player and, and somebody who... Again, you, you don't expect this team to really win a lot of games, but someone who knows what's going on and has the ability to, to keep games close, right? You don't be surprised if you look up at the eighth end of a game and, you know, it's they're, they're down 5-3 without hammer or something. Like, they're capable of that. Could be, yeah. Yeah, could be. So, you know, a bunch of guys, all these guys are in their mid-40s. Uh, I hope they have a good time, you know, a good time at the patch and... Uh, you know, they get out of that uh, white horse winter for a couple weeks, uh, a week and a half. So, uh, you know, I don't expect much from this team. Anything else you want to add? Any no. uh, accomplishments or anything? No, I think that's know? it. I think, you know, they're not going to get much TV time. I don't think so. Uh, so let's, yeah, let's move on. All right. So the next uh, team on the list is going to be Team Likely, John Likely, out of uh, Prince Edward Island there. Yeah, so a different team from the island this year. We don't get uh, our annual uh, our, <laughs> our annual uh, Eddie McKenzie tribute uh, tour. Uh, we, of course, love Eddie McKenzie. Uh, but, no, yeah, we get John Likely and his team. This will be his third appearance at the 
Breyer. It'll be, uh, he was there in 2002 in Calgary as the skip of PEI and played way back, Scott, 1985 in Moncton, New Brunswick, where he was the second. Yeah, John Likely, uh, at 57 years old, uh, he might be the oldest competitor in the, uh, in the field, uh, but he's teamed up with quite a young team. He's got Anson Carmody at third, uh, Steve Burgess playing second, and Robbie Doherty at lead. We've seen all three of those guys, actually just Robbie and Anson, I believe with Eddie McKenzie before. Uh, yeah, so each of them has played in four briars. If right. you include, if you count the pre-qualifiers where they didn't go through, but which we will for the purpose of this, but they've been to Briars four different times, and Steve Burgess at second uh, has not. This will be his first time, but he did uh, play with Brett Gallant in juniors, in juniors yeah, uh, and, and has a silver medal from the Canadian, uh, excuse me, the World Junior Curling Championships with Brett. So uh, obviously a very accomplished team here in front of John Likely. Yeah, yeah, very accomplished, uh, young. Hungry. Uh, hopefully, they can keep things, uh, you know, under control to a point where John can come out and make his uh, make his patented shots. And so they have a chance to, you know, win a few games, maybe three if they're if they're lucky. But uh, I, I would say it's not likely, Sean. Hey, oh, <laughs> well done, Scott. You proud of yourself for that? Yeah, I've been thinking about that all day. <laughs> so, uh, rounding out our team, our our tier three teams here is the Newfoundland Labrador team with Andrew Simmons. Some people might say, "Hey, Scott, this team doesn't belong in the third tier." I could hear the argument for it. I could hear it. What is the argument for that? Well, I, I believe they're a team that won the CIS championships at a Memorial University a couple years ago. Could I be wrong? Yes, you could. Uh, Andrew Simmons is 44 years old. Oh, yeah, okay. So it would not be his team uh, playing oh. out of that. But uh, Andrew... I really, thought, I really thought it was. So Andrew has been to a briar before. He was there with Brad Gushu as an alternate way back in 2011 uh, in London. So he played there with that team. But like with the PEI team, he has some younger guys with him. Okay, so, okay. You know, Kurt, Chris Ford, excuse me, at third... Adam Boland at second, and Keith Jewer at lead. Now, Keith's uh, an older guy, more contemporary with Andrew, but the two guys there, Adam and Chris, are younger. Yeah, okay, so I was uh, uh, totally thinking of a different team. My bad, (laughs) as it happens. So, okay, now I feel more confident putting them in that third tier of teams. No, but they did win. You, You were right. They did win in 2011 the gold medal at the U Sport championship out of memorial university okay so i wasn't totally wrong no I was half a- the team had accomplished what you thought the whole team had accomplished oh uh, boy <laughs> um so there you go okay it's been a long day uh <laughs> anyway i yeah i i don't think they have a chance to really get out of the uh get out of the pool into the championship round and that's why we're putting them in this group uh, but if they can win a couple games, I think they will have accomplished something, had a good week. Have any of them been to a briar before, Sean? Yeah, so they're... Except, well, Except as the alternate? Uh, let's see. I um, mean, it's hard to have made a briar in Newfoundland since 2005. Yeah, so they're, they're alternates. Uh, Rick Roswell, or Rousel, excuse me, made it in 2000 as the skip and also as the third in 1996. So they have some briar experience there. Uh, Keith Jewer was the lead for Ken Pettigrew at the Briar in Regina in 2006, which I believe 
Uh, last time that Brad Gushu did not win Newfoundland prior to him winning the Briar, and of course he would not have been there because he was winning a gold medal at, at the, the Olympic Games. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, okay, uh, you know, it'll be a good good time for them. Hopefully, we can get some, uh, you know, some crowd entertainment going, a la Greg. Yeah, but if we, if one so. of these two, so let's say one of these three teams. So now we have Newfoundland, PI, UConn. If one of them wins the two games against the other, right? So as if they don't go one and one against all th- each other, right? Right. If one team goes two and zero, oh, it's not Im- it's not out of the realm of possibility that they sneak out a win early in the week against Martin Kret or Kirk Myers, especially Kirk Myers, as we'll get to two guys who have never been there before. I mean, it's not crazy that it, it, there's a path for one of these teams to get to four that's all i'm saying i okay. think it's incredibly unlikely okay uh yeah incredibly unjohn likely but uh <laughs> thanks chris berman <laughs> but uh okay i could see the path i could see the path and so in order to uh walk that path they're gonna have to go through our middle tier teams 100 percent. Right? Yeah. so let's get talking about those middle tier teams we'll stay in pool b yeah because why not we've just mentioned his name Martin Kret, team yes. out of Quebec. They're the they're the fifth ranked team in Pool B, uh, according to the seeding that they do uh, go, going into the event. So Martin Kret is coming with most of the team that he played with Jean-Michel Menard, uh, with somebody new at third. Am I right? Well, yeah, because Martin Kret was the third. So by definition, Scott, they would. Have well, to but but it's a, a new player to their team, right? Yes. Yes. So, uh, uh, well, they have Philip Lemay playing third, uh, Eric Sylvain there at second, and Philip Menard at. So uh, Sylvain and Menard yeah. uh, stay the same. Yeah, and so, and so Philip Lemay though I feel that we have seen him before. Uh, yes, he was the second with Pierre Charette, so right. he is a, a familiar face and a familiar name there. So, you know, experience. He's only been to the one Briar, uh, but certainly he's been around the cash circuit a whole bunch. Would know these guys particularly well. I mean, Pierre Charette's been the coach these guys for a long time so I'm sure a lot of experience and familiarity there and that's obviously the, the big concern when you have new teams learning how each other throws and making sure everyone's on the same page and strategy and, and things like that not really much of a concern here with this team we saw them in Gatineau here uh, mm-hmm. in, in the fall had a nice run at that event uh, the casino spiel or whatever it's called yep. uh, there which is a very good field and and they did well there obviously winning Quebec and you know it, it's it's fun because Jean-Michel Menard would show up every year not play much on tour and show up and go six and five or seven and four mm-hmm. like he, he'll just do it and he doesn't care what I really like about it, he's got he's got that Suzanne Burt thing that we saw at the Scotties last week where she's just going she's just playing and she doesn't care who the other team is yeah. she's just playing and I'm gonna score a bunch of points we'll put a lot try, of rocks yeah, and play put pressure on you yeah. just try and keep up with me yeah yeah, uh, absolutely. And and the key to that Quebec team's success for so long was Jim making those really big shots at the end. Uh, you know, the the draw mm-hmm. against three or something, and he would make it. And so I am excited to see how Martin Kret, uh, uh you know, what does he step up into that role or not? Yeah, and I'm excited for the GOAT memes. Those are always fun. Oh, yeah, fun. there's going to be uh, a lot of GOAT memes. A lot memes. of GOAT memes. So... Uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll see how he steps into this role, but obviously a, a very accomplished player in his own right. 
And but so, so this also, is, can I, how old do you think Martin Cred is? Don't look it up. Oh, I already looked it up. Okay, but he's thirty-three. Yeah, like yeah. that's sneaky young to me. It feels like he's been around for forty years. Well, it's just because he's been bald for almost <laughs> as long as we know him, and uh, you and I know a bit about that. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with it. Yeah, so uh, you know it happens. So, so this Quebec team, uh, while they're ranked fifth in their pool, they'll be fighting for that last spot in the championship pool coming out of pool B. No question. So yeah, they're uh, in the mix. And they're going to be in the mix with the next team we'll talk about, and yeah. that's Kirk Myers. Yeah. Uh, let's just say, though, that for I think for Kirk Myers and for Martin Kret, they have to go 3-0 against Newfoundland, PI, and UConn. Yeah, they can't afford they, to They can't any. afford to drop one of those games. No. Like, the way that Reed Carruthers' team has been playing, uh, you could maybe sneak one out against them. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I th- I think like pretty safe to say you got to. you got you, you got to win those games, one hundred percent. So the game against each other, then uh, might be a really big one. So yeah. uh, Kirk Myers, their team uh, out of Saskatchewan, of course, course Kirk and Dallin Myers have been to the Briar before, playing with Steve Laycock, uh, and they've got two new team members this year, Sean. Yeah, so it's an all-brothers team with the Marshes, Kevin and Daniel Marsh, yeah. joining the squad this now, this year. Now, they're twins, Sean. Yes. Can you tell the difference between them? Not even a little bit. I heard that maybe the girls said this on their podcast, but that uh, one of them slides a bit more on their toe. Okay, and so the a little more diff- of a tuck. <laughs> and that's the only that's difference. That's the only difference. <laughs> um, so they, they both uh, made it to the pre-trials last year with Colton Flash, played with him before yes. he of course went over to join Kevin Cooey's team but otherwise not a lot of experience here with these guys uh, they've played at the Canadian Mixed Championships uh, excuse me at least Kevin has uh, played there but otherwise you know you have uh, Kirk and Dallin who have both played in four briars and now these guys first time and Kirk talked after they won Saskatchewan and he made that beautiful draw to win that game against uh, Dunstone that one of the reasons it was so cool for him was, one, his first time as a skip, but also he's got these two guys. They seem mm-hmm. like they're all friends, and they yeah. get along really well. Yeah. Uh, and now they get to go, and they get to experience. So and it's cool for them. Yeah, they're all similar ages. I think Dallin is the oldest. I think he's 32, and Kirk's 32. like 28 or 29. So they're all like around the same age. Uh, they all seem to like hanging out together. Yeah. Uh, really excited for this team to win. And so, yeah, we've sort of mapped out a path for them. To get to the to get to the championship pool now, if we switch over to Pool A, we've got another couple of teams in in Pool A now that are going to be fighting for those last one or two championship pool spots. And the first team I want to talk about, Sean, is Jim Cotter out of British Columbia. So Jim Cotter, of course, took that Saskatchewan player Steve Laycock uh, and added him to his team for this year, playing third. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've always seen Jim have the best success when he's throwing fourth rocks but not calling the game. Correct. And that's not the case this year. He's in the house calling the game, Steve Laycock sweeping, uh, and it seems to be working okay for them. Uh, they didn't have much trouble going through the BC Provincials, uh, beating Jason Montgomery in the final. So uh, what are your expectations for them this week? I think if they don't make it to the championship pool, I think that would be seen as a disappointment for them. So much experience between Jim Cotter and Steve Laycock that that is such a good back end. And the problem that each of them have had, and they've both of them have tried to, to do this, is calling and throwing last. Right. Right? We saw that Steve Laycock, he brought in Matt Dunstone. Jim Cotter 
uh, trying to, to do that with John Morris, where John Morris would call the game. And when they've gotten in trouble, it's been trying to do both. And I wonder now, we, ha- we haven't seen them on TV outside of the, the BC games that were streamed, how this dynamic is. Both of them are, it's strange, because both of them are very calm and, and cool. Yeah. They don't really lose it at all. And yet they, they have in the past gotten in their heads when trying to call a game and throw. So maybe the two of them together are able to sort of talk each other through it and keep each other calm and, and or maybe Steve is is learning from what the relationship with Matt Dunstone was, and, or Jim Cotter with the relationship he had there with John Morris, sure. and just sort of figuring it out. But that, I think it'll take us till Monday to actually know if they've been able to work out this arrangement yeah. in a way that, that makes sense for them. Yeah, what what they advantage that they have against teams in the rest of their pool that are sort of on in this middle tier that we're calling it, uh, is that they've got the experience of having been there. Uh, the other teams we're going to talk about in this tier is, is Stuart Thompson and Scott McDonald, who are making their Briar debuts. Um, yeah. And so so maybe they pick up on the ice a little faster. Uh, they're not as, you know, awed by the bright lights, although I'm not expecting either of those other teams to be, uh, you know, no. really overwhelmed or anything. So, yeah, the fact they haven't played as much as some of the other teams... We'll see how it comes back to, uh, you know, if it comes back to bite them or not. Yeah. And, and let's also mention, too, Tyrell Griffith and Rick Sawatsky right. also on the team. I mean, nobody is going to be surprised at anything that's happening. No, no, no. If they're, uh, you know, if they come out of the gates, you know, 4-0, I don't think anybody will be shocked. Might no. be surprised. No. Uh, but No, a combined 26 prior appearances for the yeah. four players. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty good. So one uh, of... Those teams that I just mentioned, let's talk about them. Uh, first, Stuart Thompson's team out of Nova Scotia. They've had a really good season. Uh, I just had them up here on uh, on Curling Zone. So uh, they've played 48 games, 29 wins, 19 losses. Most notably, uh, they won the Curling Store cash spiel um, and came second in the Stu Cells in Toronto. And that netted them quite a few uh, points on the order of merit. They then went in and beat uh, your favorite, Jamie Murphy. Yeah, love Nova Jamie Scotia Murphy. Tankard. Uh, so yeah, looking to uh, make a make a dent here on the uh, yeah on the prior field. Yeah, now you say that you know you don't expect a team like this to be awed by the bright lights. One Briar appearance combined here, and that's Colton Steele, and he was there with the pre qualifier there in 2015 in right. the relegation round. So he didn't make it to the full event mm-hmm. even. So nobody here has played the full week Briar and. It's hard. You know, there was the stat last week at the Scotties that a rookie skip has not made the final in whatever 20 years or whatever it's been. And there's a reason for that. This event is longer than anything else yep. people play. Yep. There's The stages to it are different. Uh, there's so much going on around it that you don't have at other events, from the up-close and personal to the autograph signings, the patch, everything that's there. It's a situation that is just so unique to the Briar that – I don't think this is a legitimate championship pool contender just because of that. Not because they're not good, but because of learning what this is. Absolutely fair, Sean. Absolutely fair. I, I think they've got a chance to turn some heads this week. And um, between them, Cotter, and now uh, Scott McDonald, who we'll talk about, I think one 
Like, there, there's two playoff spots up for grabs between those three teams. So, well, you're also, but you're we we have skipped over Jamie Cooey. That's right. You didn't mention Jamie Cooey. So let's talk about him real quick here. Jamie Cooey's been around forever. This team has obviously had its uh, ups and downs this season. But he's got a he's got a whole new squad in. in So yes, yeah. So I should say he has had his ups and downs this season. Uh, You're right. An entirely new team for the Briar this year. So. You wonder, does Jamie Cooey's experience help mitigate the lack of experience for the young guys who he's brought into this team? Will they be able to work it out? Their first game is against Kevin Cooey, which actually might be a good thing uh, as as an opportunity to maybe catch his brother on a day where, as we saw with the Scotties, that ice is new. Nobody really quite knows what's going on yet. Maybe you can catch him there, but I I think Jamie Cooey is at the point in his career, and I think he would say this, that for him it's championship pool or bust almost like like he'll be disappointed if he doesn't make it through i think you're right you're right i did have them in this middle tier uh but because of the strength of those other three teams in their pool that are also sort of in that middle tier i'm gonna say uh it's not gonna happen this year maybe he'd like it to for sure if he does come out and shoot well like i I can see jamie cooey shooting well absolutely no doubt 100 percent. he's a good player a good thrower but yeah, I mean, the, the the new team kind of trying to get that working together. I don't know. I, I just don't see it happening for him this year. Okay. I, I think he's in the right pool. I think Pool B or is a little weaker than Pool A. I, so I think he's in the right spot. But He's in Pool A. No, he's in Pool B. With Kevin Cooey, Brad Gushu, Scott McDonald. Okay, so uh, on Wikipedia, that's Pool A. Okay, you, you know what happened? They switched the names of the pools so right, that one team could. Yeah, Manitoba. They Manitoba needed to be in Pool A, so they switched them. Yeah. So yes, that is what happened. Um, but yeah, so he's in there with Kevin Cooey, uh, Gushu, McDonald, Thompson, Cotter, Odisha, and St. Louis. I think that's the easier pool. Uh, overall, I think it's top heavy, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's easier at the bottom to to get those final spots. Yeah, you're right. That's the the pool where I identified. Four of those teams in the middle. Yeah, tier, we're going you know for those I mean? last two spots. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on then. Scott McDonald, you mentioned Ontario uh, champs. Yeah, this might be the team of the year so far. Yeah, uh, on the tour, no, they absolutely. have uh, they have just been going crazy, playing a whole ton of events. Uh, they played they played in a couple Grand Slams, done very well, uh, and they just ran roughshod through the Ontario Provincials, beating John Epping three times, including just a beat down. <laughs> In the uh, yeah, Sean. in the uh, final, and I think the only thing you can really say about this team is is good on them. They play a lot. They've sort of come out of nowhere. I think for most people, uh, but like with Nova Scotia, is the is the new, the format something different for them? Are they going to be able to adjust and make and handle it well? Yeah, and they're going to be playing a different sort of tier of team than they've been playing. All season, uh, they played 80 games for the year. That's, That's crazy. A ton of games. That's crazy. And they're 54 and 26. Uh, what's impressive to me, their hammer efficiency is 44. percent Very good. Which is quite high. Yes. And 56 percent force efficiency. Uh, so they're getting their deuce when they've got the hammer, and they're forcing their opponents to one. And hey, uh, if Gunner's ever taught us anything, it's you, tell you win the game. You win the game by uh, getting two and yeah. <laughs> giving them one. So uh, looking at their year, they've got two wins. The uh, Challenge to Curling Get No, that's yep. uh, in our neck of the woods here, and the Ontario Tankard. Second in the Tour Challenge Tier 2, third in the Stu Cells Tankard. Uh, they, 
they were second in that uh, spiel down in Halifax, the Alexander Keith uh, Mayflower yes. Classic. Yep. So lots of games played. Uh, this team, Sean, I, I am going to say they should be punching their ticket to the championship pool, and if they don't, that's going to be a disappointing week. Yeah, I think it'll be disappointing for them if they don't do it. I also see a path where they don't. Oh, oh, for sure. Like We've talked about uh, this is a tough pool, but... They're, they're sort of, they put in the work this year, and as long as, you know, maybe they get fatigued and burned out a little bit, um, but I, I think they're up to the challenge, and it's just about how they're going to respond to that atmosphere. 100%, 100%. So let's move on now to the top tier of teams. We've identified five teams, and we'll sort of whip through these because we talk about these teams all the time. Yeah, and plus <laughs> we got to go soon, eh? Yeah, uh, so we, we got our <laughs> game to play. So, uh, uh, so let's whip through these. Uh, let's start in Pool A, Brad Jacobs and his team. Big news here is that Ryan Fry is back with the team. Uh, he played in the, the most recent Grand Slam, but he's back. This is a team, uh, they've won a Briar before, uh, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, they're really good. They're really good. They've had a pretty good year considering uh, the big distraction they had. But, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't go 6-1 and one or, f- at the worst, 5-2 and two in this pool. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say about them. Yeah, so, yeah. And then, so, Mike McEwen and his team, the uh, McCruthers team, as Rocks of Crock the Pond has, uh, McCruthers, t- yeah. has taken to calling them. Uh, we think Mike McEwen's going to c- throw last and call the game. That's how it went in the provincials. Yeah, so. but you never know with this team. Yeah, I mean, they could lose their first two and then decide to switch it up, right? Yeah. Y- you never know. You never really know. So this team, they've struggled all year trying to figure out who's throwing last, who's calling the game. They've tried every possible arrangement. They've struggled in the big events. They didn't do well at the Canada Cup. They haven't done particularly well at the Grand Slams. You know, they won a couple of, of events. I believe they won the event in China. Yeah. Uh, they went to Arizona. I believe they won that. Uh, if not, yes. they were in the final for sure. So who knows? Th- this is a team, you know, if, if it's weird. Like if Jamie Cooley was in the right pool for him, I kind of think Mike McEwen's in the right pool for him as well. He avoids Gushu and Cooey mm-hmm. by being in pool A, and he can run through some of these teams, I think. And if they get on a roll early in the week and figure out the ice, maybe. Home, also home, home team. advantage. Uh, you know, the, the people in Manitoba, they're going to be cheering loud for them. They're going to be into it. And maybe that gives them a boost. Who knows? But championship pool for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would be pretty surprised if they don't. But I could also, like you say for Ontario, I could see them not making it just because, yeah. you know, they've played well outside of Canada. Maybe inside of Canada they just sort of stub yeah, their toe a couple haven't. times and, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So uh, next team up, uh, what do you want to talk about? The so let's go down to Pool B. Let's talk about Kevin Cooey, Kevin Cooey. and his team. Uh, second best team in the world? Third best team in the world? Third best team in the world, right? Behind Gushu and Nadine? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you could make the argument for them being at least as good as uh, Gushu uh, or Adin, really. Like, yeah. uh, they're sort of in. Yeah. I'll give you the first two picks, and I'll take the third one, and I'll be happy. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, a favorite to uh, not only make the championship pool, but to make the playoffs and maybe to win. To be honest. Yeah, I, I and you know we'll we'll see. We've uh, it, it's weird to say you know new team. You got to see how they react, but we haven't seen them in a real pressure spot. The Canada Cup is what it is in a in a off. The year after the Olympics. So this will be the first time, you know, this is the real sort of a pressure spot for them. The Alberta playdowns a little bit, but not to the same extent. They had that safety net of being in the wildcard game if they didn't win it. So 
who knows what'll happen yeah, once the, the pressure ratches up and how the dynamics will really work. Cause you just don't know until you've seen it. And what I'm really interested in is Colton Flash uh, at the World Cup, at the first event of the team, he seemed to be a little quieter, a little more reserved. Uh, and at the Alberta Provincials, it seemed like he was you know, adding a bit more input to the team. Uh, now, now, I could be wrong, but let's see uh, how that dynamic works. You know, uh, uh, Colton Flash was not a part of the Steve Laycock team after a couple of years. Right. Um, for, I believe, because they didn't want him to be on the team anymore. So Yeah, that's basically uh, how that went. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so we'll see how, how it plays out throughout the week. But I'm not worried about this team at all. No, and I don't think you should be. No, no. And, you know, uh, we just saw Jennifer Jones as Team Canada yes. not make the playoffs. I have zero fears that Brad Gushu will not make the playoffs. Yeah, so Brad Gushu, two-time defending champion here. That team has stayed the same for the past five years. And, you know, it's hard to replicate what they did in St. John's and, and sure. a couple years ago because that was just so magical uh, in the events and what happened out there. But he's a guy, you know, it's weird. We've seen it with Jennifer Jones. We certainly saw it with Colleen Jones. We saw it even a little bit with Kelly Scott. Um, and, and I think we saw it a bit with the Furby Four as well, where teams that win a lot tend to not get the same fan support. Mm-hmm. You know, like people want to see new people win or get underdogs to win. That hasn't happened with Brad Gushu. People like him. Yeah, Sean, it's because he's so good looking. He's very he's very cute. He's, it's a, all he's the, a very all, attractive guy. All the women I know are like, oh, is that Gushu playing? Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Come watch curling because yeah. uh, we need more fans, right? Yeah. And, so, he's, and, he's just, and he seems like a really sweet guy. And, you know, my three or four interactions with him at events have always been positive. He's, yeah. he's very open to asking questions. He's very honest, too. Yeah. Uh, when I asked him why is there this concentration at the top with these three or four teams on the men's side, and he says, because we're the best skips. We're the best skips. And that's, uh, that's it's, what it's, it is. He's right. It's very honest. So, uh, so yeah, definitely uh, good for him. Good, you know. good for him. I mean, they're, they're going to be there at the end of the week, right? So the only yeah. teams we haven't talked about so far is the wild card. Yeah, so d- the big game Friday night, John Epping against Brandon Botcher. Brandon Botcher, the uh, defending runner-up. Is that how, I don't know how you would say that. Silver medalist. Uh, defending silver medalist from last year, losing that final to Brad Gushu against John Epping, who uh, made it into the briar last year after a scintillating Ontario final against Glenn Howard that was scoreless into the seventh end. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, oh, was Gunner coaching that? <laughs> so the thing with John Epping is you just don't know what you're going to get on a given day. Yeah, you don't know, but it, this is a really tough one because I think everyone would like to see Botcher uh, and his team there. You know, uh, they had a great run last year. Uh, Darren Molding's really fun to watch. Yep. Uh, their team is, was playing really well this year, sort of clicking and gelling. And, you know, they're, they're playing against Kevin Cooey in the Alberta final, so... Uh, t- tough to yeah. beat one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. Well, in the Alberta semifinal, remember? Oh, that's of right. Of course. Uh, that was the, yeah, Botcherkui with the semifinal game. I, I kept thinking Ted who, Appleman. Whoever won that game was going to beat Ted Appleman. So, right. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I'd also, you know, I think the idea of uh, Saville and Langer yeah. coming back to the Briar out of Ontario, wearing those Ontario colors again, uh, that would just be awesome. Right? Or unless they put them in orange. Oh, yeah, that's they're right. They're going to be Team Wildcat. They might put oh. them in orange. They might get the, uh, yeah, the Casey okay. Scheidinger well, treatment. I, well, then I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> Who needs it? Whatever. No, I'm, I'm going to cheer for John Epping. I like watching him play. He's also one of these curlers that is really good interview. Uh, yeah, he says what he thinks. He says what he thinks. He's he, really good. He's Yeah, I just like him a lot. 
Uh, I find Brendan Botcher still a bit robotic. Yeah, he well, yeah, he he's getting a little more personality. I think molding is pulling it out of him. Yes, but uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm going to go for Epping. But either one of these teams, Sean, lock for the championship round should be, and I'd say should be a lock for the playoffs. Although we saw some screwy things at the Scotties, so and you never know. And John Epping, I think John Epping is more of a wild card in that regard than hey. Brendan Botcher is. Heyo, on brand. Uh, in, in terms of what will happen, I think. It's weird. I think John Epping has the biggest gap between ceiling and floor in terms of what that team can do. But on anyone in the field, to be honest, if you take rank the 16 teams, I would put them at number one in the gap between their best and their worst day. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. I might put Scott McDonald there, having not seen him too much. We've seen him be amazing. Yeah. We could see him be really bad, but hoping not. So so let's go through. So those are all 17 of the teams. So first, who you got in the wild card game? I'm going to take Botcher. I think you're going to take Epping. Oh, give me Epping, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll differ on that. Do you, you want to, Sean, do you want to come back with our picks after our game? No. Okay. Let's make our picks. I, uh, you're just putting me on the spot I'm, now. I gotta... I'm very much putting you on the spot. That's what we're always on the spot, Scott. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, make our picks. Again, the rules are you pick four teams for the playoffs. One point for each. If you get the winner right, it is an additional point, Scott. Because I put you on the spot, I will go first. That's here. nice, Sean. Um, nice. For the playoffs, I'm going to take Brad Jacobs. I'm also going to take Kevin Cooey and uh, Brad Gushu. I think those are the three teams that are pretty obvious to pick in terms of who's going to make the playoffs. I think the four spot is a little more open. You could take the wild card team, Mike McEwen, uh, anyone there from Pool B in that sort of group. But I'm going to double down and say Brandon Botcher for that and give me a three-peat on Brad Gushu uh, going in and winning his third consecutive briar. Wow, third consecutive briar. Look at you. Look at you. You're really really going hard there. All right, I'm going to go totally crazy. We didn't recap our Scotty's picks because uh, uh, my spreadsheet's kind of broken, but I believe each of us had two playoff people. Neither of us had the winner. Right. You picked Holman. I'd pick Jones. Yeah. Joke's on me. It should be minus a point. You didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, minus a point. Get out of here. Uh, but we both had McCarville and Holman in the playoffs. Right. Uh, so we get points for that. Yes. Sean, you had Flurry, who didn't even make the championship pool. So I think you should get negative points. But I didn't pick her to win. Oh, you know. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm enough stalling. Yeah, go enough make stalling. your picks. Let's go. All right, playoffs. Gushu Kui. I'm gonna go. Um, Mike McEwen. No, I'm not. I can't. Do <laughs> I can't pick them. Can't pull the trigger. Um, give me the wild card. Okay. Whoever it is, and give me Scott McDonald. Okay, Scott McDonald. There's your four playoff teams, and uh, I think dark horse for me. In this uh, event, I, I I really think Jim Cotter could do some damage here. Okay. So as, as a dark horse pick, I, I think they're in a, a good spot for them. Yeah, and I, my dark horse, Sean, is going to be uh, Nova Scotia. Okay. I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, but I I don't know. I just have a good feeling about uh, about All this right. young team. Yeah. And I'm interested to see them play. For sure. And they're going to go one and six. There you go, yeah. So, so, uh, so, right so there it is. So there it is. So there are our selections for the 2019 Tim Hortons Briar out there in Brandon. Hope you feel prepared for a big week of curling action. We'll be back with you. We haven't decided how we're going to cover this one, what we're going to do. But we'll be back 
various points through the event. Follow our Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. We'll give you updates on what our plans are for the Briar. You can also, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Play. We also we have to get on Google Podcasts. Someone tweeted us today, so we'll try and get on that. Uh, but also we're on Stitcher and TuneIn and all that other stuff. So find us wherever you get your shows and give us a like and rating, all that good stuff. And you can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. So enjoy the curling, everybody. Hope everyone has managed to figure out what happened in that Scotty's final. Uh, and enjoy all the action out there from Brandon. And until we come back at you again, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that insert.